Thank you for listening to Right Jokes, Wrong Times. Today I was joined by Joe Legretti. You can follow him on Instagram at Joe Legretti. We started the podcast by talking about the echo in his room. How's that bathroom treating you? <laughs> this is like the emptiest room. I was going to say, I have a mic in, but I can unplug it and see if that's better for you. No, no, I can hear you just fine. So Okay, let's see. I actually record these in my closet, man, for whatever reason, dude. It's fucking comfortable as hell in my closet. I set up like a little desk yeah. and uh, I came up here and usually it takes a little bit. So I started bringing candies with me. So I'll just sit here and eat candies until this shit happens. <laughs> and uh, right when this shit went off, I just tried a white chocolate Snickers, dude, because I'm not a chocolate guy. You like chocolate? I fucking love chocolate, bro. I'm, I'm almond Snickers all day, though. Okay, well, get out of here with that Kelsey Grammer type shit <laughs> like this. <laughs> Okay, Veronica's got a peanut allergy, bro. I got to fucking make up for it somehow. Oh, you like sneak them on the side? She could tell. When she's all puffy, she's like, you were peanuts, weren't you? She's like, what the fuck? Where's my EpiPen at, dude? <laughs> dude, it was weird. The Snickers looked like uh, one of those Slim Fast bars because it was like white chocolate. Mm -hmm. It was kind of weird, man. It was fucking protein uh, healthy ones or whatever. Yeah, dude. People all the time, they're like, dude, you don't like chocolate? That sucks. And I'm like, no, nah, actually, it, it works out great. I don't like it. Everybody gives me chocolate and I just turn around and give it straight to Ashley. So like she fucking loves me. We got a good setup. I'm just shoveling all the chocolate I get her way. That's perfect. Yeah, dude. It's the best shit ever. That is, man. How you been, bro? Are you all right, man? How's everything? Well, I mean, besides there being a global pandemic, I'm doing pretty damn good. Besides like tons of people dying, you know? Dude, it's bad. But see out there, you guys are, things are like somewhat still open, right? Like um, you guys are still like doing the Friday night shows and shows like around town and stuff, right? I mean, what do you mean still open? Because that would imply that we kind of shut down. <laughs> oh, I'm saying like, so out here, so like out here, nothing's open. Like there's no comedy clubs open. So everything's fucking like underground. You know what I mean? To where like basically like lol's open jokesters tiger like all those spots are still open yeah what's it like out there is there like a uh prohibition type scene going on and in, in a sense i guess you could say that but it's like there's shows going on literally which is like kind of dope but it's like under the moon fucking comedy at the beach you know and it's like right. it's outside and it's kind of weird bro but honestly i haven't been on stage since i've left san antonio dude the only thing i've had is writing god damn because because like I said, you know, it's, you know, like going from San Antonio to come here, the easiest way would be to fucking get into the clubs and just go to the open mic, obviously. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, you know, trying to establish yourself and blah, 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 book gigs and, you know, go about it that way. But because it's all underground, dude, it's like it's all the guys who know each other out here already. And then I right. pop up and I'm like, hey, huh. any fucking stage time when it's already scarce. And they're just like, right. uh, like, so I've been trying to network and shit, but it's just like, it's tough, man. So writing's just been kind of like the focus. The only thing I could think when you said a show at the beach is if the host came up and was like, all right, next up, we got Joe Legretti. And you just come boogie boarding in with the next wave and start your set. <laughs> you just like swing <laughs> it. That would be the, the best. water. <laughs> That would be the best fucking set ever. <laughs> you do that good. and then bomb. That would suck. First joke. Just <laughs> best entrance ever. First joke. Just bomb. Fucking sand on your balls, huh? Like <laughs> you know what I would do? I would mess up the wording immediately. I'd be like, the sand on your... Uh, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Try and boogie board out, come back. Dude, I'm excited to talk to you today, man. Yeah, dude, I mean, I'm happy we're doing this. I asked you to think about a joke of yours that you have that works on stage. What do you have for me? I was trying to pick a few because, you know, I'm so fucking hilarious, Brendan. You know, it was Obviously. hard. Yeah, you couldn't whittle it down. But no, so the joke that's always worked for me 
Uh, and it was nice because it was one of those jokes where it was kind of funny. It got funnier and then it became hilarious. I, I, I call it USAA slash Google now that I'm back uh, back home. Yeah. Really, the way the joke goes, my my style I've found is kind of anecdotal. Right. You know, short story. I don't do too many long stories, but like some like short stories, basically. That's how I do my okay. jokes. And um, the way this one goes as I go, you know, uh, I, I used to have a job at USAA. SAA inside at the Chick-fil-A. Oh shit. Wait, inside at the Chick-fil-A? That's like working at the McDonald's in a Walmart. Exactly. It's the inception of businesses. It, right, right. And, and now that I'm back in San Diego, everyone, like, if I go USAA, they're like, okay, who gives a shit? You know, because USAA out there in San Antonio, everyone knows about it. But if yeah, I yeah. say Google, everyone kind of registers with that. So I kind of changed it that way. But I like the beginning of that joke because it sounds like I have this fancy job. But in reality, I'm like, yeah, I work in the cafe cafeteria at the fancy place right and then i go on to say like you know i realized that they just they hire a lot of indian people and i was wondering as to why so i got the perfect opportunity and this older black guy walks through the line and i was like aog like why, why, why does usa hire so many indian people and the motherfucker looked behind him and he looked back at me and he was like motherfucker i am also indian <laughs> so that's the that's the joke in its entirety and you know that's been a joke for me that like at, at a show has killed and then at an open mic when it's those tough crowds and there's fucking six people there like i get at least a majority people to laugh and it's probably become one of my favorite jokes uh nice. but that one yeah that one's always worked well let me ask you uh because i'm terrible with coming up whole cloth did that actually happen or is that something that you came up with whole cloth what, what do you what, what i think that's the saying mean? like if you come up with something whole cloth right it's like you're coming up with 100 percent of the story now i'm starting to doubt myself god damn it <laughs> Don't question me once. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just guess you learn something new every day, but so that did actually happen where i had like basically did this joke stem from something that happened right Ye yes it did and the short nice. answer is yes it did but the way it happened was i didn't really work at the chick-fil-a i just worked at the food service company yeah uh, the company is called sodexo for usaa and we were at one of their like uh, downtown campuses you know and we're like fixing this coffee machine and you know you know how it is when you do stand-up you feel like amazing and then you go to your day job and you're like i wish <laughs> there were more punchlines around this fucking place you know what i yeah. mean yeah and so um so anyways me and like my partner we're fixing this coffee machine and this dude came up and he was like oh how much longer blah blah, blah. and i was like oh it should be a minute da, 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 da. and i'm talking to this dude like he's a brother you know he's a black dude or whatever <laughs> you know you know and i'm like oh yeah like it should be a minute like blah blah, blah. and then i realized oh fuck, this guy's indian <laughs> i was like that's funny to me because i legitimately think this guy's black but in reality he's an indian dude <laughs> and then the joke kind of i go okay that's a good idea the irony in that and then I go well shit there's been a lot of times in my life where I've seen an Indian person who looks black you know complected um you know younger Indian men who kind of like have the same style as black so the joke uh it did stem from reality and then I was able to turn it into nice uh what it is on stage now that makes me think of basically the closest I've had to that was when I was in like seventh grade I used to always get in trouble at school man so I'm sitting in the office and one of the ladies was sitting there and it was like one of the rare times in my life I think I was in there because I didn't feel good so I actually was like in there and I wasn't in trouble right so I like walk up and I saw she was pregnant and I was like oh you know how far along are you and she's like what and I was like how far along are you? And she was like, I'm not pregnant. And I was like, 
Oh shit. Like I was actually trying to, that was that was the day I was like, oh, okay, that's why they say you don't like ask women. Ask. I was like, okay. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Have you been like uncomfortable asking women? Like to this day, will you not ask somebody? Cause I've experienced that same thing at work now. Where like I'm like, is this chick pregnant? Like I don't want to ask and be like, oh, congrats. And she's like, no, you know, I'm just fucking out of shape. You know. <laughs> to be honest, I can't even remember the last time that I thought that. Where I was like, I think they're pregnant or fat. Yeah, I can't even remember the last time I thought that. But that first time was so traumatic that like never again. Yeah, I will. That's a question that is just that I have PTSD flashbacks anytime I like would even think of asking that question. That's bad, dude. That's I mean, it's bad, funny, but that's like that's hilarious. I wish I could have seen that, dude. That's <laughs> well, dude, I asked you to think about a joke of yours that you have that didn't work on stage. So what do you have for me there, man? So for that one, again, like another type of like anecdotal type of joke. And um, it was this bit I was trying to do where it was basically this bit where I was telling people about my experience when I went to NASA out in Houston. Right. And this bit, I wrote it in a way where like, I was like, I'm going to take the audience for, for a ride and an experience <laughs> yeah. on this one. And the joke was just too long. <laughs> it, it, it didn't, it structure was kind of all over the place. So, you know, I'm a little lost in the joke. Therefore, the audience is fucking lost in the joke. And then um, what, what What else is it? It's like, I think it was one of those things that like, it was interesting to me, but I couldn't convey it in a way that was funny enough to be interesting to audiences. It was probably, it started off as like a five minute thing. It went down to like two. And even within that two, there was probably like two solid laps. So you figure there's two solid laps every, you know, 60 seconds. That's not what we're going for. And that joke was just one of those that it's like, damn, because I took the time to write it, you know, <laughs> and do, I tried it and tried it and tried it and I never got it to work. You mean to tell me you wrote a NASA joke that exploded and burned on stage and was not interesting and it wasn't the perfect nasa joke that seems like the exact thing nasa is known for man <laughs> are you saying that like the fact that this joke bombs yeah and is hilarious? That you were boring everybody on stage that sounds fucking perfectly on brand for nasa bro oh dude i mean thank you because now you're giving me a new angle for it and i'll <laughs> probably go rewrite it now dude but <laughs> The first time I tried a Mormonism joke that didn't work, I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, didn't I go on a mission and like go to people's doorsteps and they didn't want to hear about this shit? Why am I trying this right now? I'm just doing yeah. it in a place where people can't shut the door on me. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. But yeah, I don't know, man. It was one of those that was just like, I was like, this is a great, you know, if, if people have never been to NASA, I'll be able to explain it to them and they'll find it funny. And the shit just never worked. Like there was one part. One part that got like a solid laugh and another part that just like it was whatever. But overall, if I tried this joke, I was like, OK, I'm losing them. So I'm losing them. I'm kind of an idiot. I asked you uh, after the first segment about if that was something that actually happened after you fucking told me you're an anecdotal comic. So being an anecdotal comic, do you feel like when you're walking around just going through life, do you have like those moments kind of hit you like those funny moments, I should say? Do they hit you in the moment that they're funny or is it more later when you're looking back, like writing about your experience? It's mo it's more 
in that moment that I find something funny. Yeah. Uh, sometimes something will happen and then an idea will come of it later. But for, like, for example, uh, so I was at the dog park earlier today and it's lady asked me, she, Oh, what kind of dog do you have? And I uh, blah, blah, I got an Australian shepherd. You were like, none. I just like to come see the dogs, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I just, uh, I'm here like a creep, you know, <laughs> like, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> But she's asking me, you know, in regards to your question, bro, like it always comes to me in the moment because it, or most of the time it comes to me in the moment. She's just going, that's a beautiful dog. And I go, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we're, you know, they're great dogs and we're happy to have them. And I was like, oh, that's funny because people will think will say oh you have a beautiful dog and then the dog owner will always go thank you and take so much pride in it like they birthed it themselves you know and like it's their own child so that being said like i've had to clean shit off of my dog's ass and clean it's like anal glands and shit so i feel like i could take a little bit of credit this is a team win oh yeah oh yeah definitely it's, uh, I feel like the offensive line of my dog's life. Like when you <laughs> score a touchdown, I get to spike it. It's a perfect analogy. As if they get all the shine and glory. You know, <laughs> they love us, but out in the public, you know, everyone just gives them the attention, bro. That's such the perfect analogy. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, dude, I also asked you to think about something that you're working on now. So what do you have for me there? So for that one, this is kind of one of those ideas that I started with in like when I first started on stage, but now I feel like I'm able to actually make it funnier. Um, And and it's not finished, but like you said, we're currently working on this one. And that one is that like, basically the title of the bit is how rap music will ruin your life. Get the fuck out of here. No, dude, it will. Right. Because the whole theory behind it is like the only time I can rap along or, or sing along to rap music is when I get paid. And now mind you, I'm talking about like today's, you know, me goes like these mumble rap type guys, you know what I right. mean? And so the whole idea is like, you know, on payday, I feel confident, you know, I got money, you know, I got, you know, I, I feel like I got bitches on my dick, you, you know, I could smoke the whole ounce, you know, blah, blah, blah. I feel loaded up. But then when I don't have money, it's like, God damn, it makes me insecure. I listen to a YG song. I come home and I'm like, babe, are, are you fucking YG? You know, it's like they got 10 bitches all sucking their dick. And I'm like, oh, well, I got one who barely does it and I have to push her into doing it, you know, Jesus. so. That's like the whole idea of the bit basically is talking about how like rap music is very relatable on payday. But after that, it messes, it raises my anxiety and messes with my psyche overall. So, so that's the new, uh, the, the bit that I'm working dude, on right now. I've been swinging back into rap in a huge way, man. And uh, I got to tell you from the outside looking in, I used to hate the like throwing around money aspect of rap, right? And now that I like listen to the actual lyrics, a lot of it is like they're throwing around money because it's like, fuck you, I made it in a system that isn't created for me, right? Like I have all this money, I can fucking blow it on whatever I want. And I actually fucking love that. Almost every message I've heard is like, I built this from the ground up, go fuck yourself, I'm gonna make it rain. And I'm like, yes, I love that. Yes. But when you talk about being crazy relatable, what I've noticed is, dude, I've been listening to so many songs. I love sharing like motivation 
motivational quotes from songs and yeah, so yeah, many yeah. motivational quotes now have the n-word in them and i'm like i can't share that quote man god damn it or i could like put the like little ellipses if i you know what i mean i'm like god damn yeah. it, so many motivational quotes in my life now have the n-word in them okay you got to do the n-i-g star, star no i can't i can't even star star you, just dude you just got to walk away at that point like it, my mustache i just got to be like all right i can't that you just can't share that motivational quote man it's not for you to share bro but now but you're right though there is motivation in rap and don't get me wrong I, the reason why i want to write on this is because i love rap music but it is you know th thinking in the spirit of, of comic levity you know what i mean it's like right. okay like you listen to these lyrics and you're like what the fuck you're like what did he say what like wait dude does that make sense? Oh, it, 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 like, you know how, like, they always glorify, like, the women, the money, the drugs, the partying and shit. And, and one of the ideas I had was like, oh, like, well, why did, do they only tell us about the highlights and not the lowlights? Right. Like, okay, maybe you did smoke an ounce today, but also how long did you sleep for? You know, <laughs> you're taking six Percocets to fucking get fucked up. When are you going to get into rehab, my guy? You know what I mean? Things like that. So I heard you on that cocaine. I heard cocaine has nice shits. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, man. So that's the bit I'm working on right now. And uh, uh, again, you know, I love the rap music, but I think it's funny when you listen to some of these lyrics, especially with the mumble rappers. It's just like, what? God damn. Like, why? How, how does this? How is this even being produced right now? So, yeah. Meanwhile, people argue about baby. It's cold outside. It's like incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I honestly, that was one Christmas song I like never really listened to growing up. And it wasn't until like two years ago that they were like, Yeah, you know, that's like about a guy trying to get an underage girl. That's what it is, right, bro? It's like some guy Ooh. trying to get an underage girl to like stay at his house or something. I, okay, Jesus, this is going to test my knowledge. I, did, I didn't know the underage aspect, but I just thought it was like date rapey vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's basically what I heard from it too. Yeah, Jesus. I didn't know the underage that, no, I, it's like, do I listen to it to catch that now or do I just let that slide? I'll just take your word for it, I guess. <laughs> I want to feel jolly, but I don't want to feel guilty though. God damn, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Well, dude, thank you so much for talking with me today, man. I really appreciate you doing this with me. Hey, Brandon, bro, this was fun, man. I appreciate you reaching out, man. Uh, it's fun to talk comedy.